Welcome to Victory with Paul Doherty, pastor of Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services. Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Pastor Paul has a great message for you today, and I believe this message is going to make an impact in your life. It's a brand new year! A new year means there's all kinds of new pathways. There's all kinds of new roads, new paths we could go down, new relationships, new choices. How are you guys doing back here? I just want to ride my bike around the church today. High fives. Oh, wait, I better check myself before I wreck myself. <laughs> y'all better watch out. I'm going to catch you guys that are leaving early. I'm just kidding. I love y'all. I would give you high fives, but I'm, I'm serious. I'm a little scared right now. <laughs> Psalm 1, verse 6, says that God watches over the path of the righteous. This year, there is a path that God has for you. And growing up, I used to go on bike rides with my brother, and we would always come to a fork in the road, a decision where we were going to go, which path we were going to take. Did you know that God has a path for you to prosper this year? God has a path for you to get healthier this year. God has a path for you to have better relationships this year. God has a path for you to do well in school for all the students this year. It says that God watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Verse one of Psalm one says that there is joy for those who choose God's path, who avoid the path of sinners. Verse two, it says that those who delight in the law of the Lord, they're choosing a path for their life. Those who put God's word first in their life, they're gonna see the fruits of what they consume. You will produce the path that you head on. Verse three, it says, you'll be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. You will bear fruit even in your old age. Everything you do will prosper. Anybody wanna prosper this year? Anybody wanna succeed this year at anything? There is a path of success, and it's always God's path for you to succeed. But you know what, God's a gentleman. He's not gonna force a path on you. He's gonna let you choose. Over Christmas time, my wife and I, we bought our two boys these little bikes, little glider bikes, and they love picking their paths in the kitchen. They'll come riding through. It's too cold to ride outside, so they're riding through the kitchen. They're riding you know, through the living room, and they're switching their paths up, going different ways, but the path you get on will determine the destination you end up at. This year, I wanna preach a message to you called Pick Your Path and Pick Your People. Pick your path and pick your people. Proverbs 22, verse three says that the, the prudent man, the prudent woman, the wise man, the wise woman, they see danger coming from far away and they take precautions. But the naive person, the foolish person, the man who doesn't care about his future, the woman who doesn't care about her future, she keeps going and she suffers the consequences of the path that she chose. The path you choose will determine the consequences you have this year. If you wanna have a healthy marriage, if you wanna be a pure man, if you wanna be a pure woman, if you wanna stay out of toxic relationships, if you wanna stay out of destructive paths for your life, it starts with the decisions you're making right now. Today's decisions will determine tomorrow's consequences. And if you'll choose the right path, I remember hearing this phrase from 
uh, a mentor in my life, he said, direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. No matter how good your intentions are, at the end of the day, it's where your feet go. I remember studying for this Spanish exam, and I didn't study hard. Uh, my professor, he, I was in Spanish 203 in college, and he said, uh, I want everybody to study hard. There's a big exam coming up. And so, you know, I waited till the last day. I procrastinated, and I studied just a little bit that, that morning of the test. I go into class. I'm like, I know Spanish. Hola, mi nombre es Pablo. Verde, biblioteca, balancesto. I have no clue what I'm saying right now, so please forgive me if it's a cuss word. Um, Huevos <laughs> rancheros. I know that's, that's, that's eggs or something. <laughs> that's a good breakfast meal. But I ended up getting a D minus on the test. And I came to my teacher and said, please forgive me. Please give me a chance to get extra credit. Can I mow your lawn? I mow lawns. Please let me mow your lawn. And so Professor Chalet was so nice. He let me mow his lawn. I mowed his front yard, his backyard. I weeded edge. I brought cookies over for him and his wife and his kids. I sat down in his house. We watched Alias together for two hours. I said, how many extra credit points are we gonna get? He said, I'm gonna give you 10 extra credit points. I was hoping for 50. He said, I'm giving you 10. It brought me up from a D minus to a D plus. I said, please, please forgive me. He said, I forgive you, but forgiveness is different than the consequences you have to face. Forgiveness and consequences are two separate things. One doesn't override the other. God can forgive you, but there's consequences for your decision. I can forgive my children when they're disobedient. I forgive them, I love them. They can still stay in my house, but there's consequences. There's gonna be some discipline, right? And consequences are part of our daily choices. The amazing thing about God is that he gives you the power to choose. Free will. God put Adam and Eve in the garden. He said, don't eat from that tree. I'm not gonna force you not to eat from it. I'm just telling you, I'm warning you. We're at the start of a new year. This is a message as a heads up to say this could be your best year yet. But you've gotta pick the right path. You've got, you're at a fork in the road at 2018. How many of y'all wanna have your best year yet? You wanna have your best, you're at the fork in the road. The best year yet, there's a path for it. There's a path, it's not an easy path. It's gonna to be tough at times. Wide is the path that leads towards death and destruction. It's comfortable, it's easy, it's doing, ever, doing whatever you feel like. If you feel like sleeping around, you sleep around. If you feel like drinking that, if you feel like saying that, if you feel, that's a wide path. It's an easy path. It's just living as a slave to your feelings. But narrow is the path that leads to life, and if you choose that path, you could have the best year of your life. You could have the healthiest year of your life. You could have the most prosperous year of your life, but it won't be easy, but it will be worth it. This could be your best year yet in every area of your life if it's your best year spiritually. I'm telling you, if you will get, if you will make your spiritual development the most important thing that you do this year, every area of your life can get better. Every area of your life, because your spirituality, it touches every part of your life. It touches your finances, it touches your relationships, it touches your health, your body health, your mental health, your emotional health. It touches everything you do, your career, your work ethic, everything is connected to your spiritual life. If you make this year your best year spiritually, everything else in your life can get better. Proverbs 2, verse 20 says this. 
It says, choose the path of good people. If you wanna end up in a good destination, choose the path of righteousness. There is a path of righteousness that will end you up in the right destination. But then Proverbs 4, verse 14 says this, don't go down the path of the wicked. Don't go down the path of evildoers. That path, don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away. Keep moving on the right path. Everybody say, stay on the right path. This is a year to stay on the right path that God has for you. I got a question for you. Where do you need to grow this year? Where in your life is God challenging you to get better? And I'll just say this. If you don't have a a goal inside your heart to get better in some way of your life, you are missing out on truly living. The fact that you're still alive means that God wants you to get better at something. He wants you to grow in some area of your life. God wants you to get better at reading your Bible, at praying, at being nice to your family members. He wants you to become a better you. And the way that you do that is by finding out what his plan is for your life. Direction, not intention, determines your destination. So let's go to Ruth chapter one. And uh, you can make some noise as you're turning there. Ruth chapter one, verse one. Now it came to pass. How many are so thankful that some things just come to pass? I'm so glad that 2017 came to pass. (laughs) It's over, it's past, my friends. The past is behind you. The future is right in front of you. There's some things in your life that came not to stay. I'm so glad the scripture doesn't start off with, it came to stay. It says it came to pass. There's some people in your life that came to pass. There's some things in your life that came to pass. And you know what, they made you better. They, they are not part of, uh, don't blame them for, your, for who you are today. They're here to make you better. Where you are right now, that is your choice. Where you're headed is your choice. So it says that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now let me stop right there. A transition just happened. I don't know if you saw it. They moved out of the place where there was famine and they headed to the place of new provision. There's some wells that have dried up in your life, and you need to stop going back to those wells to find water. You need to stop going back to those old people. You need to delete those contacts off your phone. There's some old things that you used to find your way of provision, and God says, I've got new provision for you, but you're gonna have to let go of some of the old models and modes and ways of where you used to get your provision. I was speaking with a mentor of mine, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he was telling me just a few months ago when he was here at our church, he said, you know, there was some businessman in his church that were very prosperous in the 90s. They were so good at at making money. Man, they could have cash flow. The way they did business was so wise, it was smart. They were prospering, they were hiring tons of people. But something changed in the last 10 years. And they started drying up. They started not making as much as they used to make. And they came to Bishop Jakes, he said, man, it's just, it's hard. We, We can't make the money that we used to make, can't do what we used to do. And Bishop asked me, he said, do you still have a dream to do business, to prosper? They said, yeah, but you know what? It's just a, it's a new season. Everybody's doing e-commerce online and we're used to you know, people coming into the store and buying stuff from us. We weren't born in the generation of, of working on you know, online and internet computers. And Bishop said, do you have to be born in that generation to learn the new way that God's trying to bring provision? I wanna challenge some of you in this room that have been stuck on old ways of provision. God has, listen, the world didn't run out of money. It just shifted in the wells that God's saying, you need to go to some new wells. You need to find some new ways to get the provision that I have waiting for you. So they moved to this new land. 
And, and the man's name was Elimelech, and he brought his wife, Naomi, and their two sons, Malon and Chilion, and they went there to stay. And in verse three, it says that the husband died, so Naomi was left with her two sons. And in verse four, her two sons got married. One married a, a girl named Orpah, not Oprah. Another one married a girl named Ruth. And, and, and so then they lived there for 10 years, and then watch what happens next. The two sons die. And so Naomi, this mother, is left with no children, with no husband. And there's some people in your life that have left you. There's some people that are no longer with you. And you have a choice to make. You can either live in the hurt of your past or you can wake up and see the hope for your future. Naomi had to make a decision. I love what it says in verse six. So she arose. Everybody say rise up. It says Naomi arose with her daughter. She had to rise up. This is a year to rise up out of discouragement and rise up into encouragement. You might have to become your biggest encourager. You may not have anyone speaking encouragement or motivate. You gotta talk yourself into the plan God has for you this year. You gotta rise up out of making excuses. This is a path that God wants you to walk down. You gotta rise up out of fear and get on the path of faith. You gotta start seeing where God wants to take you. If you're like me, anytime I'm going somewhere new, I gotta put the destination in my phone. And the second I put the destination, right? Texarkana, Arkansas or Dallas, Texas. Anytime I'm going somewhere that I'm not familiar with the route, I put the destination in, and the second I put the destination in, the path is highlighted. I wanna challenge you right now to decide what destination you wanna end up at. This time, next year, who do you wanna be? This time, next year, where do you want to be? This time, next year, where do you want your health to be? Where do you want your finances to be? Where do you want your walk with God to be? Proverbs 29, 18 says, without a vision, people perish. If people don't have a destination, they cast off restraint, they settle for anyone and anything. Everybody say, pick your path. Your path will be highlighted as you choose the destination that you wanna end up at. I don't know about you, but I wanna be at the destination that God's called me to be in. I wanna get into God's word. Habakkuk 2, verse two says, write down the vision. Write down the vision, make it plain so that he who reads it may run with it. There is a vision, there's a destination that I'm headed towards. There's a vision for our church. Praise God for the past. The past was our education, it is not our destination. It is a stepping stone towards our future. Whatever you've walked through in your past, I'm telling you, it's a stepping stone to where God is about to take you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind could conceive the things that God has planned for you. But you know, there's something about Habakkuk 2, verse two. And by the way, people who write down their goals are a thousand percent more likely to fulfill their goals than people who don't. I learned this a few years ago. I used to just keep a goal in my head and my heart. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds. I'm gonna get stronger. I'm gonna eat healthier. I'm gonna have more self-control. I'm gonna be a kinder person. I'm gonna go out of my way to uh, uh, connect other people. I'm gonna be more generous with my time. I'm gonna be more, I had these goals in my head, but I never put them on paper. And this is how a lot of people live and they think I could fulfill them. But people who write their goals down are a thousand percent more likely to fulfill their goals. So my wife and I, we started writing our goals down on pieces of paper, putting it in our office place, writing it on our mirror, the goals that we wanted to achieve this year. Here's the point. If you'll write it down, you can take that ground this year. You can't take ground on what you haven't written down. But to get the vision that God has for you, to get the God dream, the God plan, you gotta be close to God's heart. 
This is a year to draw near to God's heart. How do we do that? We get in God's word. At the end of your row, there's some Bible reading plans, and I want you to pass them down and take one of those Bible reading plans. It looks like this. And this is for you. This is from us. We have put this on our Victory app. If you haven't downloaded the Victory app, you should download it. Ashley, can I use your phone just for a second? This is a pathway right here, how you use your phone. You could use your phone to go down a path of success this year. I downloaded the Victory app, and so every day I'll pull up the Victory app and I can listen to my Bible. I can actually click off the phone and it's still playing the Bible for me. Come on, somebody. Technology is amazing. I can listen to podcasts, right? I'm picking a path for my life. I can choose what I listen to. I can choose what I consume. And what you consume is what you'll produce. On the Victory app, you'll find all kinds of resources to help you this year grow in your walk with God. You say, what's a Bible reading plan and how's it gonna help me? If you'll get in God's word, you'll discover God's path. If you'll discover God's path, you'll discover the destination he has for your life. If you'll discover the destination he has for your life and heed to God's word, you could have your best year yet. We are highlighting a path for you this year. Come on, give God praise this morning. Hey, but listen. We can't choose for you. You gotta choose for yourself. Say, it's up to me. Turn to the person next to you, say, it's up to you. You have a choice this year to have your best year yet. How are you gonna, did you know your phone tells so much about you? <laughs> if you got a smartphone, it tells so much. There is actually, on the smartphone, you can find out which apps you spend the most time on. I can find out what you've been searching for. I can find, listen, they advertise to your search history. They advertise to the stuff you've been looking for. If you'll start looking for life, you'll start seeing more of life in front of you. If you'll start looking for God's plan, you'll start seeing more of God's plan highlighted in front of you. If you'll start spending time on the stuff that's actually gonna grow you and not deplete you and not make you get into this uh, avenue of comparison all the time, I'm telling you, you can become the best you that God's called you to be. But you gotta pick your path. Here you go, Ashley. You gotta pick your path. Get in God's Word. As you get into God's word, it's going to change you. Romans 12, verse two says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of y'all wanna have a, a great year this year? How many of you are excited to make some changes in your life this year? All right. Word to the wise. You can change your hair color, you can change your weight, you can change your state, you can change your church, you can change your spouse, you can change your house, but if you don't change you, nothing's gonna get better. You say, but, 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 Paul, I'm moving to the mountain state, the Rockies. Yeah, but you're taking you with you. The Rockies ain't gonna do it for you if you still got you with you. But Paul, I'm moving to the sunshine state. I'm gonna be around the palm trees, sipping on bonbons, looking at the ocean. You're going with you. Your, your same old attitude, your same old perspective, the way that you critique everyone and everything, the, the discouraging mindset, it's going, until you change you, nothing's gonna get better. So how do you change you? You get into God's word, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As I begin to read God's word, God's word reads me. As I begin to get into God's word, and I'm going through Psalms and Proverbs, thy word is a lamp unto my feet unto my path thy word is a and a light 
unto my, see, as you get into God's word, it's gonna highlight your, pla- your path. It's gonna, it's gonna show you which direction to go, what friendships to bring into your future and what friendships to leave in your history. There's some people that just remind you of who you used to be. Hey, come on, we missed the old you. Let's go gamble, let's go cheat, let's go drink, let's go do what we wanna do. Let's smoke that joint, come on. You gotta let those people go. You can love them from a distance. But Paul, that's not nice. You could still be a kind person to them, but you don't have to keep them in your inner circle. You need people in your inner circle that are for your destiny and not reminding you about your history. You need people that are calling out the God-given potential inside of you instead of reminding you about all your old habits and your old sins and your old exes. You have a calling on your life. This is a year to stop playing games with God's calling on your life. It's time to get real. It's time to rise up. Listen, if you want to change your life, you got to change your attitude. If you want to change your attitude, you got to change your thoughts. If you want to change your thoughts, you got to change your belief system. If you want to change your belief system, you got to change your thinking habits. If you want to change your thinking habits, you've got to change your will. We live in a world that says if you feel like doing it, do it, but you don't have to be a slave to your feelings anymore. Stop letting your feelings hold the remote control for your life. You can take back the control, your will. Just because I feel like eating Krispy Kreme donuts doesn't mean I have to. Earlier, uh, this just about a week ago, I, I made some changes to start off the year. I decided, you know what, I'm gonna fast, and on top of that fast, I'm gonna make some other changes in my life so I can uh, get serious about what God wants to do in my life this year. Now, the very first few days were tough. Every time I'm driving past you know, McDonald's, Wendy's, Brahms, Fat Guy's Burgers, Come on, Fat Guys Burgers. Why they gotta call it Fat Guys? It's so good. I just want some bacon cheeseburgers, man, with some jalapenos on there. Throw me a little fried egg on there. Some guacamole, some pico de gallo. I'm like, come on! And God's like, just because you feel like eating it doesn't mean you have to. Stop living as a slave to your feelings. Just because you feel like sleeping around doesn't mean you have to. Just because you feel like being addicted to that habit that you used to do doesn't mean you have to. But Paul, you don't understand. It's a generational curse. My daddy did it. My granddaddy did it. My great granddaddy. You don't have to do it. You can stop, but you don't understand. I do. The same God that brings generational blessings can break generational curses. And he can break it today. He can break it today. You are not a slave to what your granddaddy did. You have a choice. The power to choose is in your hands. God is saying, listen, I've got a path for you. And this path leads to life. It leads to the best life you've dreamed of living. But the choice is up to you. God is a gentleman. He won't choose for you. He says, you get to choose. But I say, choose life so that you may live. Choose the path that's going to lead to faith. This year, you gotta get a vision. Without a vision, people perish. My dad used to take my brother, my sisters, myself out to undeveloped land. In fact, the room you're sitting in used to be a soccer field. It was dirt. There was a whole lot of dirt patches right here in this room you're sitting in. This was a soccer field. Literally just 15 years ago, I used to play soccer right here. I remember my dad, he would pull us out to look at undeveloped land. We're out in North Tulsa where there's a Tulsa Dream Center. It used to just be an empty field. He'd say, what do you see? Turn to the person and say, what do you see? What do you see? He was challenging us to get a destination in mind. He was challenging us to get a vision of where we were headed. 
And we, we, I would say, I'd say, man, I see grass, I see dirt, I see trash, I see an ugly field. And he would say, I see a hospital for the hurting. I see a missionary training center. I see a church for the unchurched. I see hope for the hopeless. I see marriages being restored. I see a 5,000 seat auditorium packed out. I see people coming to Jesus every week. I see God doing greater things in our future than what we've seen in our past. What was he doing? He was teaching us to see a destination that we were called to. Today, we're seeing those visions come to pass. You are sitting in the fulfillment of a person who got a destination in mind and started going down the path that would lead to this destination. This place was only built 10 years ago. It's amazing what God can do as you start circling a destination and moving towards it. God's about to take you places you never dreamed you could go, but you've got to start enlarging your vision, enlarging your vision. There was a man in the Bible named Jabez who was born with the name that meant pain, but one day he woke up and he circled a destination. He said, oh, Lord, in 1 Chronicles 4.10, oh, Lord, I pray from this day forward that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory. See what, see what he's doing here? He's circling a destination. He's highlighting a path for his life. Oh, God, keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. And God granted him his request. You've got to enlarge your vision for where God is taking you. So we go back to Ruth chapter 1. Verse six, and it says she arose and she went on her way to where God was lining up the next place of provision. In verse seven, she and her daughter-in-laws, they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Everybody say, I'm on my way. As you go on the path that God has for you, God's path will give life to whatever looks dead in your life. God's path will bring boldness to be who he's made you to be. God's path will bring purpose to the pain that you've walked through. God's path will give you grace for whatever you face. God's path will give you creativity that supersedes your circumstances. I've recognized that the more I get into God's word and start going down God's path, there's not a circumstance that can stop me. There's not an economy breakdown that could hold me back from walking walking in the prosperity that God's, when you start following God's path, it supersedes everything that's happening all around you. It gives you a creativity to be strategic with your time, with your energy. God's path gives you perseverance through all the processes that you gotta push through. God's path gives you hope during the slow and difficult days. God's path gives you fresh fire to work harder, go further, and run faster. God's path gives value to the unique calling that he has on your life. The more that I follow God's path, the less I'm distracted to be comparing myself on Instagram to everybody else and what they're doing and what they're seeing and who they're with and all that kind of stuff. When I'm on God's path, it brings a unique value to my calling for my life. Don't look to the left or to the right. Stay straight ahead on God's path. God's path brings provision to you and through you. Little did Naomi know that as she was headed towards this future, God was about to bring provision to her and through her for the people around her. You have no clue who's on the other side of your obedience to choose the right path. As you choose the right path, people are gonna follow. And as they follow you, the provision is gonna flow to you and through you for those that are around you. God doesn't want you to die and have your best days be behind you. He wants you to come to a flourishing finish. He wants you to live your best 
days now, not in your past. Listen, the past is great, but don't get stuck in yesterday's miracles. They're great, but I'm telling you what God has in front of you is so much more. I want the worship team to come up. Watch what happens in this. Everybody say, pick your path, pick your people. So Naomi's walking, and Ruth and Orpah are following her, and then Naomi turns around in verse eight, and she says, leave, leave, go home. Go back to the Moabites. I'm an Israelite, y'all are Moabites. We're two different ethnicities. I'm old, you're young. The only thing that connected us was my two sons, and they're dead. Go home, find new husbands, move on with your life. There's no reason to stay with me. In verse 10, they said, no, 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 we're with you. We wanna come with you. And there's some people that wanna come with you into your future. And there's some that should and there's some that shouldn't. And sometimes you don't get to choose who stays and who goes. But just as our Bible college director shared earlier, that what can be shaken will be shaken, but what cannot be shaken, that which remains. Those that remain with you, they're called to your future. Naomi turns back to her daughters-in-law in verse 11, and she says, listen, Orpah, Ruth, just go. Listen, even if, I, even if I had a husband, even if I got married, it's not like I could have children. In verse 12, she says, it's not like my kids could be ready to marry you. It would take another 20 plus years, even if I had hope. Naomi is feeling hopeless, even as she's walking into a new season. Some of you have stepped into a new year. You're moving forward, but you just feel depleted on the inside. You've stepped into a new year, but you're still carrying the old baggage. Naomi's walking towards the new season. She's turning the page, but she's still feeling hopeless. And she's, she says in verse 13, don't you understand? God has turned his hand against me. Naomi is convinced that God is her problem. And I wanna tell you today, God is not your problem. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is not your problem. Do you believe that? God is a good God. Every good and perfect gift comes from your Father above. The devil is a bad devil. He hates you. He hates it. Anytime you're moving forward with your life, the devil's gonna try to wreak all kinds of havoc in your life, try to make you, if you feel troubled, if there's been some sort of turbulence in your life, it's because you're headed in the right direction. You just keep going. But don't blame God. God's not your problem. Just say it one more time. God's not my problem. Turn to the person next to you and say, people aren't your problem. Y'all believe that? Some of y'all are like, no, you don't know the people that are in my life. They're my problem. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you and say, your family's not your problem. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, okay, Lord, you're gonna have to show me how to receive that. <laughs> That's a tough pill to swallow for me, God. If God's not my problem, and people aren't my problem, and the family's not my problem. Turn to the person next to you and say, the government's not your problem. We've gotta stop blaming everyone for where we're at today. We gotta stop making excuses and blaming our, our life on everyone else. This will set you free. Listen, as kids get older, I can't choose what my kids do. I can discipline them, I can instruct them, I can correct them, I can warn them. At the end of the day, it's their choices. My mom and dad couldn't decide for me whether I was gonna follow God's plan. If, if your kids are making bad choices with their life, it is not your fault. It's not your fault. You can't choose what other people do. You can choose what you do. 
Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. How are you gonna respond to the rough treatment? How are you gonna respond? Listen, stop blaming everyone for where you're at today and start moving forward with your future. Naomi couldn't control that her husband had died, that her sons had died, but she could control where she was gonna stay. And she said, I can't stay here. Here is holding me back from there. Here is, hold, here is getting in the way. The comfort zone of here is slowing me down for the future that God has me out there. I've gotta move forward. And so in verse 14, it says that Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. There's some people you need to kiss goodbye. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. There's some people that you need to distance yourself from that are holding you back. Your crew determines your view. Not everyone from your history is called to your future. You've gotta choose your crew wisely. Proverbs 13 says that if you hang with wise people, you grow wiser, but if you hang with the company of fools, watch your life fall to pieces. You gotta be careful who you're surrounding yourself with. Naomi loved Orpah, but she had to kiss. Or Orpah was her past, Ruth was her future. There's some people that are your past, you gotta move forward in the, in the future. You need to surround yourself with those who are on the same mission as you. You gotta start living on a higher level. You know, there's a difference between how eagles live and how chickens live. Chickens, they live, they just eat anything that's in their eyesight. Bonk, 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 bonk. You're just eating anything that's fallen on the ground. But eagles, they have selective meals. They fly high and they choose what they're gonna eat. They choose who they're gonna hang out with. Eagles make selective decisions with their life. It's time to start getting picky. <laughs> with where you spend your time and who you spend your time with. You say, no, 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 Paul, I don't wanna be picky. I'll just take whatever falls in front of me. It's insanity to live the same way and expect new results. It's insanity to keep eating fast food and expect like you're gonna get healthier by eating the same old stuff you've always been eating. You gotta change your diet. You produce what you consume. So if you consume bad things, you're gonna produce bad things. If you don't consume God's word, you're not gonna produce a godly path for your life. You say, but Paul, I just come to church once a week. It's your job to tell me God's word. You gotta get into God's word for yourself. You gotta get into God's, you wanna have your best year yet? Pick God's path and pick God's people. This is a great group of people to pick. How about every time you're here in town, you pick these people every Sunday. You surround yourself with people of faith. You surround yourself with people who believe the best days are still in front of them. You surround yourself with a group of people that believe God still does miracles. If he did it back then, he can do it again. Everybody say, pick your path and pick your people. So Naomi kissed Orpah goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. She couldn't shake Ruth. She couldn't get rid of Ruth. I thought this was so interesting. God told me to speak on this, so I'm going to finish the message here. It says, they lifted up their voices. They wept, and Ruth clung to her. Verse 15. Keep going here. She said, look, Ruth, your sister-in-law, she's gone back to her people, to her God. You should just follow her. Just go back to your comfort zone. Go back to the place you're used to. Go back to how things have always been for you. But Ruth was ready to pave a new future. You gotta get uncomfortable with being comfortable. You gotta break up with your comfort zone. 
You gotta break up with the indecisive you. You gotta break up with the fickle you. You gotta break up with always bouncing around from church to church, from people to people. You gotta get committed. Once you commit, all of a sudden the resources start to flow. All of a sudden the doors start to open. All of a sudden God brings your Boaz. But if you don't commit, you're gonna get some other things you don't want. Some of Boaz's cousins. I'll save that for next week. You don't wanna miss part two. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be wild. We're gonna get into Ruth chapter two, but listen, Ruth said to Naomi, she says, don't tell me to leave again. I'm with you. Girl, I'm with you. Don't tell me to leave. Where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I'm leaving the past behind. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. The Lord do so to me ever so severely. If even death do us part. She said, I'm committed. I'm committed to my, you gotta be more in love with your future than you are with your past. She said, but Paul, I miss Mayberry. I miss how things used to be. I miss the days where people would come into my shop. God's got e-commerce for you. He's got new ways of provision for you. He's got new models, new modes. He's got new wells for you to get water from, but you've gotta let go of how things have always been. And you've gotta embrace what God is doing today. Just like Isaiah said, behold, God has a new season for you, Israel. Forget the former things. What God is about to do doesn't even compare. The past is great, but the future is greater. So when the two of them came back to Bethlehem, the whole town was excited, it says in verse 19. Naomi's back. We haven't seen Naomi in years. It's been more than a decade since Naomi's been here. Is that Naomi? She looks different. Sometimes the past, it can change you, it can hurt you. It can even disfigure you in some way. Some of you have outlived your children and it hurts. It hurts. Some of you have lived beyond your spouse and it hurts, they're no longer here. You were used to them providing for you. You were used to them being with you. You were used to them making you laugh. You were used to them making you smile. You were used to them giving you purpose. Just because they died doesn't mean your purpose died. Just because they've passed on, just because he left you, doesn't mean God left you. Holy Spirit, speak to my brothers, my sisters, my spiritual moms in the house, my spiritual fathers in the house. If you're still breathing, God's not done with you. But you gotta get over yourself. You gotta stop playing the victim card. I don't know about you, but I used to watch Winnie the Pooh growing up, and there's a character in Winnie the Pooh named Eeyore. Eeyore always kind of goes like this. It's always raining on me. Nobody invites me to their birthday parties. Nobody likes me. Nobody. You got to stop playing the victim card. Stop waiting for everyone to do what you need to do. If it's time to plug into church, if it's time to get proactive with your purpose, stop waiting for the pastor to personally invite you. This is your invitation. Pick your path. Pick your people. They're right here. It's right in front of you. Your best days are literally in front of you. But, 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 but Paul, I, I, I'm hurting. You can mourn. Mourning is part of life. You can mourn, but mourning has to come to an end at some point. Cry. But once you're done crying, wake up and recognize that your best days are still in front of you. If you're still breathing, those tears, once, you, once you've cried them out, realize there's a Ruth in front of you. You might have lost Orpah, you might have lost your husband, you might have lost Malon and Chilion, but you still got Ruth. Ruth is your future. 
Ruth is about to open doors for you that you couldn't open. Naomi had to realize it was no longer her season to be the Ruth. It was now her season to be the Naomi. It was no longer her time to, you know, be out around the town, gleaning in the harvest field. The spotlight was no longer on Naomi. It was now shifting towards Ruth, but Naomi still had a purpose. Naomi was now going to become a counselor, an advisor, a mentor, a coach, a cheerleader. She was going to say, hey, Ruth, I'm telling you, I've been there before. You gotta be in this field at this time and you gotta follow the favor. And if you'll follow the favor, the favor will follow you. You gotta pay attention who's paying attention to you. The people that are paying attention to you, there's a connection there, there's a destiny. God's got your Boaz, you just listen, follow. I'm telling you, some of you that are a Naomi gotta stop trying to be a Ruth. God's called you to be a Naomi. He's called you to counsel, encourage. Some of the older people in the room, God wants you to mentor a younger person. God wants you to find a college student this year, a young married couple that you could pour into. Some of the younger people, it's time for you to rise up. Ruth had to rise up. She had to let go of her past. She had to let go of her past relationships. She had to let go of her past marriage. And she had to get ready for what God had in front of her. Now listen, the town said, hey, Naomi, we miss you. And Naomi says, don't call me Naomi. I'm Mara. God's dealt heavily against me. I'm bitter. I'm upset. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Verse 21, she says, you don't understand what I've walked through. I've lost everything. I'm empty. I'm depleted. Sometimes your past blinds you towards your future. You've got to look up. She was looking down. She didn't realize Ruth was still here. Don't let who left you blind you from who's with you. Don't let who's left you block your vision from seeing who's right in front of you. Oh, Jesus. There's some doors that closed when I was in college that I hoped would open for me. I was counting on it. I was counting on a music career. I was, it was my minor, it was, it was, it was this thing, I just, I'm gonna do this, and, but God had other plans. And now I'm still using music, but God wanted me to walk in a different path for my life. There was people that I was dating in college, and thank the Lord he shut those doors, because God had the right girl for me, Ashley Hope McAuliffe, who would later become Ashley Hope Doherty. There's some people that didn't work out for you. There's some doors that shut. We got a dog named Murphy. He always gets upset anytime there's a closed door. He just goes, ruff, 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 and he just scratches the closed door. But there's like 10 open doors right behind him. But he just gets laser focused on the closed doors and he's mourning the closed doors. Ah, you know, Murphy. Some of you guys are like that though. You're still scratching the closed doors. Man, let it go, move on. Don't go back to that girl. God's got a better girl for you. Don't go back to that guy. God's got the right guy for you. You've mourned long enough. It's time to move forward. Now watch this in verse 22. So they returned, Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth. And they came to Bethlehem and it was the beginning of harvest. I want you to stand your feet all over this place. You don't even realize it, but you are at the beginning of your harvest. You are at the beginning, look at that scripture. You are at the beginning of your harvest. You're about to see a harvest on seeds you've planted from 2017, from 2016, from 2014, and 2012, and 2002, and 1996. You're about to see a harvest you've been waiting for. It's harvest time, church. 
It's harvest time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's harvest time online church. It's harvest time YouTube church. It's harvest time Facebook church. We got churches on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. But you gotta wake up. I'm gonna ask no one moving. We're gonna dismiss in literally about four minutes. But if you would, this is the most important part of the service. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes all over this place. I hear God saying there's some people in this room that need to break up with their past. They need to stop calling their past up. They gotta delete the contacts. They gotta delete the old ways. They gotta move forward from the dried up wells. God has new provision. He has new resources. He even has new friendships. God's saying you need to get committed. You gotta break up with the indecisive you. You gotta break up with the fickle you. You gotta decide this year the path that you're gonna get on and go for it with all your heart. Get in our discipleship group. Join our growth track today. Join the church, get plugged in. Get proactive with your purpose. No more excuses. You gotta break up with the, the making excuses that you've been making. This is your year to take personal responsibility for where your life is headed, my friends. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you know God's speaking to you, some things that you need to break up, let go. I want you to raise your hand all over this room. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, wow, yes. The young and the old, from the left to the right, from the front to the back, there's Naomi's in the room. God's saying, I still got you alive for a purpose, but it's no longer all about you. It's about the next generation I've called you to mentor and raise up. There's a Ruth that's waiting for you, Naomi. If, that's, if God's speaking to you, if you know who you are, you just raise your hand, today's your day. There's a Ruth in the room, it's a new season. Some things have ended, necessary endings. You gotta let go of that past relationship. You gotta let go of that old season, the old comfort zone you were part of, the town you came from. God says it's your year to step into something new today. I want you to raise your hand, you know who you are. You're letting go, you're making some changes. There's some changes that need to happen inside of you, inside of you. Last but not least, you're here today and you say, Paul, I'm not right with God. I wanna get right with God. If Jesus came back this week, I don't know if I would go to heaven, but I wanna get right with God today. I wanna start my year off with surrender. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand if you're watching online. Here we go, one, two, three. Just slip your hand up. This is your year. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, when you say yes to God, all the doors in heaven start to open. When you say yes to God's plan, you have no clue what's on the other side of your obedience to pick His path. If you raised your hand for any of those, or should have raised your hand, I want you to leave your seat right now. Join me at this altar. Come on, just pick your path. Come on down here. You're saying, I'm letting go. I'm moving forward. I'm making changes. Today is my day. The past is history. The future is right in front of me. Come on, all over this place.
as we're praying, I'm reminded my wife shared something with me last night. This is a year for God to heal your marriage. I just sense God spoke to us last year to reach out to a marriage ministry called Marriage Today by Jimmy Evans and to invite them to do a marriage conference here at Victory. They're gonna do an incredible marriage conference in February, the weekend of Valentine's Day in February. For all the married couples in the room, it's for singles and married people. For the singles, it's preparing for a great marriage. For the married people, it's to get your marriage even stronger. Maybe you're right now on the brinks of divorce. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. This is a year to get on the rock. This is a year when you've hit rock bottom, you recognize that God is the rock at your bottom, that he's about to turn things around, but it starts with surrender. It starts with surrender. For the husbands in the room, you've gotta surrender to God. For the wives in the room, you gotta surrender to God. I just feel to pray for every married couple in this place, every single that's believing for a future marriage, a healthy marriage. I just pray in Jesus' name that this time next year, they'll look back and say, God did it. God did it. He healed us. He restored us. He reconciled us. He brought us back together. God brought the right person into my life. He removed the wrong people from my life. God's changing you from the inside out. Lord, I pray for every person that's holding on to old addictions, old habits, old ways of thinking that today it's the end of stinking thinking. It's a necessary ending that today, God, you're renewing their mind. You're transforming their life. Thank you for listening to Victory with Paul Doherty. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services. Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8 30, 9 and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Remember, your best days are right in front of you.